0: Sky, I think you're a really important person to speak to on this episode of Spirit Lift because you seem to have like a very holistic, comprehensive way of helping people, whether it be between uh, issues of mental health, Reiki, life coach abilities. And a lot of people that I've been speaking to recently are really concerned about the direction of their life. They're really concerned about feeling stuck in the situation they're in. Maybe that has to do because of the pandemic, may have to do for other reasons, but they may want to transition to a different career, different relationship, but they're afraid of taking that first step. And they feel overly anxious about doing anything. And that often leads into certain forms of depression. So what would you just, you know, generally just start off this episode, say to those people and give them a certain type of advice to like at least get the ball moving a certain way. What would you generally say to them?
1: Well, I don't want to sound hokey, but I feel like I'm going to sound hokey regardless, whatever. (laughs) Um, You know, when there's nothing left to believe in, believe in hope, believe that tomorrow can get better because oftentimes it does and maybe it will um i think the main things are when we highlight and know that there is a problem that's it's a blessing in disguise because when we know there's a problem we can take steps to fix it and it's okay to ask for help if you need help
0: because a lot of people usually don't right people think people are are wallowing in their their mind too much they're not you know getting the 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 proper either advice or their insight even on an intuitive level to make the first steps you know? And I think, I mean, there's so many factors to go into, obviously, right? I mean, people's the way people even sleep, eat, exercise, I mean, there's so many elements that are forming our way of either doing or not doing, right? That can lead us to our actual state of being. So I'm really interested as well, Scott, can you speak to our audience, kind of just explain to them your history a little bit and why, especially that you wanted to take the route you took in your life to become, you know, this life coach, address mental health issues, and even include Reagan that what? How does that all come together for you and the way you help people?
1: So that's really rooted in my childhood. So a little bit of background on me. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Arizona. I became a counselor because my childhood was Pretty turbulent, a lot of domestic violence, uh, a lot of alcoholism in my in my household. Uh, I was in a car accident when I was three and I had to have facial reconstructive surgery twice. So from a very early age, a lot of the kids were like, what happened to your face? I looked different. So they threw my lunch in a lawn for years and um, I knew by the time I was 12, I was going to be sitting in, on someone's couch doing therapy. Like, I just accepted that, like... I know this isn't normal, but I also don't know how to get out of it. And yeah, like I I just knew that like at some point in the future, like doing my own inner work was gonna be part of my life path. Um, When I was 16, I was sexually assaulted by a family member. Um, Three months later, I miscarried. And that was like a horrible secret for like 15 years of my life. Nobody knew for a very long time, you know? So like when I turned 17, 18 and started doing therapy and started doing my own inner work, It just really became like a series of events of you know like one person helped me and then um, I felt like I needed a transition to like go work with somebody else and then in the mental health world it never really felt complete for me because I was very angry with God at that time and I was like you know why do things happen and not even like a why me um, although I did have my time doing that but really it was more like a how do I make sense of this world that I live in like how do we make sense of these bad things that happen to people and animals, and how do we make sense of what's happening in the world really is what it boiled down to. How do I make sense of what's happening in this world, both on a global level and in my life personally? And I feel like on a collective level, we're at that same point again with pandemic. I'm noticing that question coming up a lot for people. Um, And so even though I was doing like the mental health pieces of it, because I wasn't able and their licensure wise they weren't able to work with me on the spiritual pieces of it so that's what sent me to like reiki healers and you know just starting to build a spiritual community and and that's where I was able to start on a personal level, bridging those gaps. And I mean, it's taken me 20 years, but I do really feel like I have a sense of peace and I can see the bigger picture and I can understand for myself why I went through those events, even though they were very painful and even though I would never want to live them again, I do understand and see the bigger picture and how they were very serving and how they led to my evolution and how I am right now. If, if you like me on any level, it's those years of hard work that that made me compassionate, empathetic, and a big part of why I became a therapist is that I never wanted people to hurt the way I hurt when in my youth,
0: back in my youth. Sky, to arrive where you are now in your life and seeing and reflecting on all these things that you did experience that were quite difficult, quite heavy, and you know, and the way you kind of got through it in a certain sense, was was there someone? A- Out of curiosity, was someone along the way that really helped you kind of guide you into these uh points in your life, like whether it be a counselor, the Reiki, and everything else? Was there like a sort of mentor in an aspect or an accountability partner, or did you just kind of figure this out on your own? Um,
1: I think to say it's one person would be a heavy burden to put on one person. So for me, it was I had many accountability buddies, and I mean, it was really about a commitment to myself, but at the same time having another person or like my cat another animal like just to help be help me be accountable along the way you know um, I wanted to commit suicide for a number of years and you know what helped me lean into life is that well who's going to feed my cat in the morning if I die you know I mean that's a heavy thing to say but it's also very much like I need to stick around for her so anyway but you know and like having like you know having counselors they really did help me normalize what what I was experiencing because I didn't know that what I had was PTSD and it's like when I finally I have such a I have such a conflicted relationship with diagnosing because on one hand like the first time I got diagnosed I had such relief that like my crazy wasn't crazy like it had a name and what and it was very validating for me that first time because finally it made sense like what I went through was real was valid and like you know it but now also with that label come tools that I can fix this, you know? Like we know that for post-traumatic stress disorder, having um, having a sense of community and having social support does lead to resiliency. So it helped me lean in and start reaching out for not only help, but also building a sense of community. Like who in my life can I connect with? Who might also be feeling lonely that, well, you know, we can, have coffee on Friday evenings. So you don't have to be by yourself. Um, you know, and, and it kind of helped me get out of my own stuff and like lean into like, there's other, there's more to this world than just me.
0: That's very important because you, you realize the love expands. We all feel a certain love within inside of us, but especially when it connects and expands, in in other entities you know especially the pets too i mean i love our dog tremendously so i i would only i you know my wife is my my ultimate my everything but i if uh if it weren't for her it would definitely be for our dog and i i i wouldn't i would find a reason for something just because of her which a lot of people say you know like cats dogs lizards or whoever like whatever sorry are 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 uh you know godsends in a certain way like they are angels in a certain way i mean i feel that (laughs) but you know what what is it for you and your process and Mm -hmm. and all these different uh parts of your life that felt like a tremendous amount of suffering and especially Mm -hmm. at that time when was it in are there any certain examples that you can remember that after a certain thing happened and transpired and time went on that you, that something like came of clarity, like, okay, I have some closure or healing or, or understanding of moving on from this and it doesn't own my life. Did you, did you have certain moments like that? And could you explain or always what that was? to have that kind of moment and for you to overcome it
1: i think the main things for the a very long time it was just taking myself going back to basics like did i eat did i shower did i brush my teeth did i you know um did i sleep well did i exercise like kind of going back to those just just getting my basics down was really what helped me start shifting into um it it helped me shift my entire life because I wasn't just sitting on the couch. I wasn't just permitting at home. I was, you know, at least taking care of myself, even if it was like taking a shower and, you know, brushing my teeth or something, something simple. Like even, even the simple small things count in big, big ways. Right. Gosh, I, you know, I went to Sedona recently and that for me was like the biggest closure piece for everything. Like I think things really finally had started coming full circle for me because like, place where i was assaulted was really my sanctuary and um you know like i had plans to to move there to live there and you know that so after after that happened it really turned my world upside down and it's like who do i trust and where do i go from here because this isn't like staying in arizona was not part of my life plan at that point in time so um i think a lot of it was just being open to seeing what was going to come next and just you know, not judging anything just, but also not attaching in a very, sorry. I think for a big part of it for me was, um, just being open to what was happening in life, you know, not judging anything that was coming next and just, just being open to the experience and, or to the person. And it's like, well, let's just see how this goes. You know, I don't have to be vulnerable right off the bat. You know, trust is earned. It goes both ways but then also being willing to like lean into the relationship as well, you know, like making sure that there is that, that it does, there is that give and take that ebb and flow, you know?
0: Would you, after everything you've gone through and where you are now, would you say, is there anything from those experiences that you would say, I wish this never happened or have you realized now in this point in your life and what you're doing, like, are, are, I don't want to say you're grateful for them, but are they, Are have they become sort of the milestones in your journey of life, of, of learning and clarity in a certain way?
1: Yeah. And you know, that's so interesting that you said, that you phrased it that way, because for a very long time, like I was, you know, like I would never wish this on anybody. And, um, but a few months ago, I finally just had like that piece in my heart of like, I mean, who would be grateful for felony level assault, but I am, and and a and I know that sounds crazy because why would you do that? But I see the big picture and it's like, okay, like I would never be as empathetic. I would never be as compassionate. I wouldn't be who I am now, had I not had that hard experience. So I'm not gonna sit here and, and I would never say that to somebody who was recently assaulted ever, ever, ever. I mean, I was not in a place where I would, could hear that. I was not in a place where I could accept that, um, even gosh, a year ago, but you know, back in November, I started in November of 2020, I started feeling that shift in my, in myself. And I was like, Oh God, I'm grateful for this. What, what? And I judged it pretty hard. <laughs> but, um, but then I, the more I sat with it and just, and was like, no, really, like I see the big picture and how this served me. Like I would not have become a counselor if I hadn't had that experience and, and the motivation to do my own therapy. I wouldn't have become a counselor if, Um, You know, if I hadn't had some really amazing therapists myself, um, you know, and a big part of why I wanted to start transitioning into life coaching was that, um, you know, in therapy, we diagnose and we do a lot of symptom management. And there's there is a lot of value to that. But at the same time, some there are times where people need help and support and they don't need a diagnosis. You know, you don't need a label slapped on you to to deserve support.
0: I think that's important what you're saying because, and that's the reason I want to speak to you on this episode is because you're, you're, you're coming um, from different angles of being able to help people. Like you have kind of a, a bridge between a scientific and spiritual approach that I think is really, really, you know, important and, you know, holistic in a way. I think there's not just, you know, one size fits all for all issues. So I think having at least a holistic approach to, you know, these issues is quite important. And I think that's why it's very, very important speed to you on this episode. Do you think from everything that you have experienced personally as well, do you think there, there's still certain things that you need or want to work on for yourself to, um, just still get through certain issues, what it has to do, I don't know with forgiveness or what it has to do with connection or I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there, but are there, are there still certain things that you personally are like okay I've gone through all this my life's been like this I've come out really well in certain ways in these aspects but I'm still working on this for myself
1: oh yeah and I I think what really helped me when I started working with my own life coaches and working with like spiritual mentors what really shifted for me is that I started to understand that this work is life work there's never going to come a point where like I've ascended the mountain and I'm there I don't have to do work anymore it's not No, this is life work. This is forever work. And that's okay. I, I dip into it. I do my work. I can take a break. And when I feel called and I feel ready, I'm going to follow that intuitive nudge and that guidance. And I'll go back and do the work at a deeper level as it comes up. And and as I'm ready to do it, you know, we're not, uh, the day you plant the seed is not the day you pick the fruit. And I, I think it's important that we don't rush
0: growth. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Out of curiosity, what what for you personally what is what what does it mean being happy for you
1: Ooh, unpopular opinion today <laughs> that's all right happiness, well, thank you i appreciate safe place i appreciate you for that um i don't want to say happiness is an illusion because it's not it's very real it's very valid but i think happiness like all of our feelings will come and go you know like it's like a, i think a feeling's like a revolving door they're going to come and go You know, they're not going to be with us forever. They're just, some will visit us often and some will visit us from time to time. And, and all of that is okay. I think for me, it's really about, instead, I'm just going to replace the word happiness with the word satisfaction. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: And I, and in a lot of ways, I really do feel like I have a satisfying life. Like, you know, like my career is in a good place. I mean, there are very few areas where I feel dissatisfied. I'll say it like that, you know, um, I have, I, you know, I'm meeting more and more people who are my tribe. I think you're part of that, even though you're, we're new to each other. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we have a good connection. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just more and more people are entering. And I've noticed the shift, especially over the past year. It's like everything has leveled up in some way, shape or form. That's
0: good. And I never
1: thought that was possible.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. And you know, I mean, I'm sure you know more than most, obviously, that um in the sense that, you know, your sort of vibrational energy can really attract certain things in your life as well, when you least expect it, you know, and on its own time in a certain way. So I think, <laughs> you know, however your state of being is, too, can really determine that, but without forcing it, you know, of course, it just has to, in a way, be in its own natural way and come in its own natural time. But let's say I'm someone who wants to approach you, then Sky, like in whatever way, in a in-person, virtual, whatever it may be. And I, and I'm coming to you in a point in my life where I'm, I'm saying, Hey, Sky, you know, my relationship with this person is like this, they're dragging. I feel they're dragging me down. I'm not happy my career's about to change or I'm, I've am i lost my job due to the pandemic maybe. Um, I don't know where I wanna go or what I wanna get into that would really make me feel satisfied. I wanna start that thing I've never uh, started before and I wanna take initiative now. You know, like if I come to you in a total state of flux and confusion, <laughs> right? In many forms.
1: I have been there, so like complete empathy, complete okay. understanding. Yeah, you, un-
0: you understand yes. <laughs> no you un- so like if i come to I you do. with with if i come to you with all that what and you you know you incorporate reiki you incorporate your training through life coaching and you're a, a, a practice uh let's say clinician right for mental health what mm-hmm. so how are you like how do you approach me to set me on the right track like how do we start
1: Yeah. So, and the nice part with my therapy background is that even though, um, you wouldn't be like a a counseling client, even though we wouldn't be doing therapy. Um, and I just want to make it very clear, like the life coaching piece is not therapy, but, um, I would, if, if I felt like you needed it, I would be very transparent and say, you know, I think you need mental health services first and then, um, you know, take care of your mental health first. Um, the, the main point is, Treatment's always going to be personalized and individualized. So it's really about what do you need, where are you at, where do you want to go, and we can kind of sketch out a plan on how to get there. It's what in in the th- therapy world we would call that a treatment plan. In um, the life, co- I mean, and a lot of life coaches have have guidance plans or treatment plans as well. So um, it's really about helping us map out where you're at and where you want to be. Um, and sometimes those goals can be uh, the nice part with life coaching is that they can be a little more abstract maybe one of your goals is to gain clarity cool okay let's go
0: and so and so you you like have what's interesting is then you really have like certain let's say skills in that way to to understand okay this is more derivative of mental health issues so let's just focus on that or it might be like, hey, I really want to get this yeah. thing going. Let's do a life coaching strategy or, you know, something, you know, so you, you know how to kind of, in a sense, quote unquote, yeah. diagnose the right thing and then go that way. Right. I, I'm interested to speak more um, on the Reiki level. Why, why Reiki? Why yeah. is that so important in the way you incorporate the the way you help people? Because, I mean, I understand in person myself, but Let's speak to our audience and and let them know, like, what is it about Reiki that can really kind of reset your state of being?
1: Back when I was doing my own therapy as a, as a client, um, and I was, you know, kind of searching for the the spiritual pieces and and kind of hitting those doors of like, well, because they weren't trained in the therapy realm, they couldn't help me. And that's okay. Like I respected their boundary. Um, but Reiki was kind of my first introduction to like the world of energy medicine and how like, yes, guess you're in a physical body but we also have a body. And um, you know, as I went to Reiki it was like, I felt things internally externally shift. Like, you know, I would come out feeling lighter or with more peace in my heart or um, just overall feeling better, like a sense of relief, which at the time was, its own godsend and uh you know i um but i also got intuitive guidance and that's where things like you know like getting the pieces of information like someday this would be my future like someday it's going to happen like someday like but that's also where i'm like Intuitive hope was all just it's all part of the journey. And even though at the time it was very painful, and I want to acknowledge that, I don't want to discount that. Um, it was also a way of knowing that this will serve in a more meaningful way in the future. And I just needed to to kind of weather the storm. And but it also helped me not feel so alone because that's how I was able to connect to my guides and my spirit animal, and you know my grandmother's Cherokee so oh really I hope that's not like cultural approach that's a bit yeah so I'm like so like she believed in that and like it helped me connect to her even though she passed away when I was a kid like it was it was my way of connecting to to the part of me that the 3d world that the physical world um wasn't always very open to say like that
0: yeah no that's and that could be an incredibly enlightening experience and really change your your outlook on many, many things in life, you know, if, if that comes yeah. to you. And it can be really absolutely powerful. And Sky, just to conclude on this amazing conversation, I thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us and really let our audience know, you know, like an insight, especially into different ways in which they can get into, uh different state in their life, a different situation, and just on a path that they truly are happy about, you know, like that or at least content, you know, <laughs> you know, just at least take some initial steps because I think sometimes we just get so stifled with even the first steps of anything, right? And that can just be such a deterrent into having anything flow whatsoever, and we don't want to be in that state. So just to conclude, what would you say to our audience on Spirit Lift? Like what is the one thing that they could really start today that would really help them level up their state of being, being state of feeling just to have a natural drive to move forward in life?
1: Start listening. If you're getting gut feelings, listen to those. Um, I, I see countless people who like are like, well, I want to and then talk themselves right out of things that would make their heart sing. And it's like, you know, obviously, if it's hurting someone or yourself, don't do that. But use discernment. (laughs) But I mean, if you give yourself a chance, you know, listen to your intuition, because you're always going to be your own best advocate. So listen to yourself, you you know, you better than anyone else. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, I find it that well, and I speak about this quite a bit, but like that we just don't, um, and I'm not saying this in a sort of egotistical or narcissistic way, but like we don't fall more in love with ourselves, right? Because I mean, who better to get to know and understand who and what you are than, than you, right? I mean, we don't need to cling on to the outside world for every single thing. I mean, we can really just cherish what we are and who we are more than anything. You know, and I'm trying to do that more and more. Um And I think it, I think it's quite an amazing journey and discovery to yeah. do that. So, um Sky, I thank you so very much. Thank you so much for being a guest on on this amazing episode. It's so important. Where can people like, especially if on different parts of the world, if, if they're able to come across this episode, where can they connect with you and maybe go through um, one? Any, anything you offer that can help them on their track in life. Where can they best connect with you? Okay.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful we got to do this today. My Instagram is probably the easiest and fastest way to connect with me. It's I am Sky, S-K-Y-E, Lights, L-I-G-H-T-S.
0: Perfect. So we're going to make sure to include all Sky's information, in the description, the show notes, the pin, comments everywhere. So you, on all platforms, so you can connect with Sky, when you have an opportunity and really, you know, just see how all of what she does in greater depth and detail and connect with her for the right thing for you. And we thank you so much again, Sky. It was such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Take care, everyone.